Hello, and welcome to Unauthorized Cinnamon, the Deadwood podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Herman. I'm Harry J. Perales, the other. Today, we are looking at episode six of season one, Plague. We've hit the midway point of the season. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure there's 12 episodes, right? Yeah, it's 11 or 12. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's 12. It was the same number like every... Remember, it used to be like HBO dramas all were just yeah. 12. I, guess, I think it is, because I think it's what, like... Yeah, it's either 36 or 33 episodes total. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think it's 36. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've hit the midway point already. Yeah. Uh, we're moving pretty fast, unless you're in these modern binging days. <laughs> or you watch it all. Like I said last episode, we watched all of 11, 22, 63 in a weekend. Yeah. Uh, but it was fine. So we open up uh, this episode... Uh, out in the woods, uh-huh. and I meant to look up where the shooting locations were because I know most of the show is shot in L.A. on a set, and they just put green screens behind all the buildings to put in the trees in the yeah. hills. Yeah, but this they must have shot out in the hills. This looks a little bit further north than L.A. Mm-hmm. Like it still could be California, but it it they seem to be on location up in the hills. But uh, we pick up on Seth riding out. To hunt down Jack McCall, uh, and an arrow hits his horse, and he goes down. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna make a really bad David Milch joke, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a David Milch staple, apparently. Uh, oh, R.I.P. All the luck horses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he starts fighting. No, well, let's say an Indian like has his number. Like he is. Mm-hmm. He's got Seth dead to rights. Now, I don't know the language he's speaking, but I'm assuming the words are, you raped her, you murdered her, you killed her children. (laughs) Oh, I did a routine. That's called a routine. (laughs) Yes, it is a very Oberyn Martell moment this Indian is having. Yeah. (laughs) He's a... But Seth gets up and and, uh, he's able to kill... Uh, this this Indian he's able to unleash all the anger he has point, pent up at least yeah. he really goes to town uh, but I don't think it's it's so much anger or hatred mm-hmm. it's survival, survival yeah. and he's mad about everything mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that we discussed last episode uh, but yeah so that scene's over and we go to Merrick uh, drinking <laughs> in, in the, the same spot <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he hasn't left his spot, basically. Well, yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's wondering why he ever stopped drinking yeah. <laughs> alcohol. He, he thinks it's great. Uh, it's wonderful. Uh, he also has one of my favorite, one of my favorite things he ever says to Dan when Dan's like, uh, you know, drinking helps us through the rough or the rough <laughs> spots or whatever. And he's like, Dan, I often find you the source of many well put and witty things you say. <laughs> I find you the source of things you say. Yes. <laughs> He's still despondent over the verdict and the Jack McCall trial. Yeah. Which we discussed last episode. Just He's very uh, naive and, and doesn't understand why people wouldn't follow logic. And, mm-hmm. and even, well, that's not necessarily fair because there was a certain logic to it. Mm-hmm. He's just... Um, how would you say it? Pollyanna-ish. What's a more, what's a better word for Pollyanna-ish? Um, uh, the uh, reaction there, or 
It's a little bit reactionary. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but while we're in the gym, we see that a John has come down with the smallpox. Uh-huh. This is bad because it's the first person other than Andy Kramed the, mm-hmm. that has a smallpox. And so now we're kind of like, all right, this is going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Other than when you saw the name of the episode was Plague. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Al has that. I think yeah, it's in the scene where Al has that line. Of course, it would end up here. And Doc confesses this isn't the first spot it turned up. Yeah, and <laughs> Al does his little. Oh. But uh, uh, in the AV clubs, right up of this episode, they make a really good point about how after the death of Wild Bill, it's the story of the camp coming together. Mm-hmm. And in the trial of Jack McCall, we dealt a lot with like. Uh, all parts of the body are necessary in the body, like, and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the trial of Jack McCall, they're dealing with a threat uh, in Jack that was an internal threat. Yeah. It was part of the body that had yeah. uh, rebelled. In this one, now they're having to fight an external threat. Yeah. That is invading the body. Um, which, you know, it is literally a disease that infects a body, and it's mm-hmm. literally infecting the body. Yeah. So, like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> whoa. Uh, but then uh, we get to the Belly Union, and Ellsworth's at the Belly Union. Mm-hmm. And I'm scandalized. Yeah. <laughs> after, all that, after all that marketing Dan's done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> to get Ellsworth into the gym. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the trial uh, put a damper on his... Uh want to be there. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to return to the scene of my shame. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, Joni walks up and they have an instant rapport. Mm-hmm. And like we talked about last week with uh, how characters just create sparks together mm-hmm. uh, and react off of each other. These guys are delightful. Yeah. Uh, Joni says, uh, uh, mind if I join you and talk or something like that? Mm-hmm. And Ellsworth's like, oh, you could, but I'm pretty expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Ellsworth? Oh, Ellsworth. Aww. Uh, and she, she, you know, asks what he does, and he <laughs> turns out he's a miner. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who'd have guessed? Uh, he goes, I work a gold claim, and he's like, if I knew you better, I might throw a fucking in there. Yeah. <laughs> said, if you did, I'd try and catch it, yeah. which is adorable. Yeah, and then he says, thanks for allowing me my full range. <laughs> full range of expression. Yeah. Uh, yes, but that's just great, and she mm-hmm. wants to take him to shoot the craps. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, Will Forte. <laughs> <laughs> I literally wrote down Will Forte, too. That blows my... I, I swear I looked it up, and I thought I saw he was on it. But this dude looks an insane amount like Will Forte. He does, and I'm yeah. I'm glad you thought yeah. so because I I did too. Uh, he comes back early. Yeah, and you see him walk in, you're like, uh, shit. Yeah, because <laughs> not only does he clearly not have any smallpox vaccine, he clearly has smallpox. Yeah. in his body. Uh, uh, in let's see, uh, Eddie makes yeah. you know some comments to Cy like, hey. Uh, Looks like he didn't make Nebraska. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Sai says something to him, like, fuck you for being clever. <laughs> yeah. And he says, was I being clever? I thought I was worried about the plague. <laughs> uh, people are starting to kick back against Sai. Yeah. Uh, even more so later for Eddie. Um, 
they're really you know Joni has her own thing going on yeah even Eddie's like fuck you Cy yeah uh, we all know how Bart feels about Cy <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love uh, that bit that uh, the Wolf Forte guy says uh <laughs> When he's like saying that he's, I'm a virgin. That's why I jumped when he said Nebraska pussy. That's how come I was so excited. <laughs> um, so we're back in the gym. EB is telling Al that he can't seem to get past Trixie. Yeah. To get to Alma. Uh, so Al just says like, all right, well, tell her I want to see her. And when she leaves, just go in. <laughs> and he has like, can you circumnavigate the child? Or <laughs> must I map that for you too? Uh, EB is, is, you know, upset about like, <laughs> you know, he doesn't think that, oh, I think he like mumbles like mm-hmm. something strange going on in that room. And yeah. Al's like, what did you say? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> he's like, don't make me drag every word out of you. <laughs> Declare or fuck off. <laughs> but, Oh, this is when like Doc says like, yeah, that John is the smallpox, and I was like, oh, it would land in my joint. Oh, this Doc. is the same one. Yeah, he's like, okay. uh, yours wasn't the first. Mm-hmm. Um, Eb is walking back to the hotel, and again, kind of like the the little soliloquy last yeah. episode. He's like, no deceit, too prolonged, no errand too demeaning, get out of here, no rebuke too vile. Al Swearingen's a cue, and Farnham merely is billiard ball. Shit. Quagmire of piss and bullshit. Quagmire of piss and bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what we should have named the podcast. Quagmire of piss and bullshit. That can be our, our uh, subtitle. Yeah, like, Quagmire. Wavy p- font. Yeah. Quagmire. Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> Now with more piss and bullshit. <laughs> One thing we can promise you is bullshit. Uh, then we go back. We go to the, the Grand Central, uh, mm-hmm. EB's hotel. <laughs> EB tells Trixie that Al's a seer the whole time, like trying to look yeah. past her. And like, uh, uh, EB wants, or uh, Al wants to see you. You better go right now. <laughs> like, she's like, I'll, okay, I'll get, I'll go to him. Like, fuck off now. Yeah. Um, so, so she goes back to Alma and right now Alma's looking really rough. Yeah. She's in full blown throes of withdrawal. Mm-hmm. She's what she can't even really like lie down. Uh, she's like in like a hunched position. Uh, you know, she tells Alma like, look, I, I gotta go. <laughs> he needs me like just, uh, try and keep it together for a little while. And we go back to the belly union. Ellsworth's playing craps. And he's enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's like, how long have they been playing this without me? Like, yeah. He loves it. That's when Al comes in with Doc and yeah. like, hey, where the fuck's the vaccine? Yeah. Uh, there's a smallpox outbreak and Cy is just very like, hey, like. Hey, don't talk to me like that. Don't point your <laughs> finger at me. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, putting your finger at me like that's going to tell you to get fucked or you know yeah. get you told to fuck yourself and it's like and al's just saying to him we need to figure this out because this is yeah bad news okay so we go back to alma's room and this is when eb takes fresh linens yeah and sophia like just sees eb yeah just and glares at him the whole time it's like <laughs> you're a piece of shit <laughs> 
I'm pretty sure that if a few episodes ago, if they got a reaction shot of that donkey that EB was leading yeah. around, says, come on, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> the donkey would have been like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> like, literally everyone who comes across EB immediately is like, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, even <laughs> Sophia. Yeah. Uh, and he get, but he can see that like Alma's not high. Yeah. And Alma's like, "What do you want? Get out of here!" Uh, and he's like, "Oh, oh excuse me." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, now he knows that she is not on the dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go back to the Bell Union. Doc confirms that Joey has smallpox. Uh, this is when Al suggests that they get together like let's get you and me get together and do something maybe get some other folks mm-hmm. and Sai is just like whatever fine yeah. I don't care <laughs> which is just he has this whole problem in his that started with him yeah and because of his inaction and he's still not stepping up to take responsibility yeah and and it wasn't that long ago that he was making fun of al for being uncleanly like when he was talking mm-hmm. with doc and he was like how often is regular checkup on the horse for al like what every three or four months but here he's like much and he's he's happy to pay to keep the girls clean and mm-hmm. uh you know disease free everything like that but then you see if it's not <laughs> one of his like commodities if it's just a friend of his, yeah, he'll dump him in the fucking woods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then like, if someone's sick, like whatever, just get rid of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but that you know, this is to me, Psy represents the very worst of capitalism, where it's yeah. literally just like churning people out and treating them like he's treating the women like, uh, you know, commodities. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Uh, so Doc goes in, he's taking care of Joey. It's a really nice, just little quick thing of Doc taking care of Joey. Mm-hmm. Just shows Doc in his element. So then we go outside Doc's and Jane has come back into camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she's just like calling people ugly and yeah. <laughs> uh, just angrily yelling into the, <laughs> I think she insults the look of Doc's house yeah <laughs> like, sorry fucking shack even for this piece of shit just kind of this moment kind of reminded me of popeye the robert alvin popeye. <laughs> 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 yeah. just like jane canary yeah come for doc fucking got yeah. <laughs> uh yeah she she wants to see about the little girl and she, you know she's talking to herself about like i carry that little one mm-hmm. no not in my belly but mm-hmm. and then she kind of rambles even with the <laughs> With the subtitles, I'm like, I, I've lost your thread, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, so she she's back in the camp is the, is the important part. She's come back from her bender. Um, she, the 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 idea was to check on Sophia and how she's doing, but I think she knew that something was going on. Yeah. Uh, as much as she doesn't want that responsibility probably. Yeah. I think she deep down knew like mm-hmm. something's going on and I can help. I mean, that's why she goes to the doc's place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that, that's the doc's place, right? Yeah. Or she was looking for the doc. Yeah. Yeah. She was asking mm-hmm. to, to see how yeah. Sophia was doing. Um, 
but yeah. Uh, so we get back to the gym. They're going to have this meeting. He tells Merrick to quit drinking. <laughs> like, we're, we're going to have a meeting. And he tells Johnny, <laughs> get some fucking fruit or the like. Yeah. Now, this becomes not only hilarious, but it's also, it's also like really important in the book Tales from the Black Hills that Milch wrote, he spends a lot of time talking about the peaches. Yeah. Uh, and how they're just like a symbol of civic order. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, he, he mentions that like one time uh, Al saw some get together and they had peaches there. So he's like, well, we're having this get together. We need to have peaches. Yeah. Like there needs to be fruit going forward. Every time these people get together, there's always going to be a bowl of yeah. peaches. <laughs> Uh, Johnny is is troubled and they're like how much fruit how much does it get together Uh, but he also meets up with EB and EB tells her like if that wit is high I'm a monkey's uncle (laughs) this is a a great little look that Al shoots him like you want to hoist yourself by your own petard like that but uh, uh, so Al Goes and Trixie's waiting upstairs for him because she's reported in. He grills her. It's a really good uh, scene of of their dynamic of him just like trying to put the screws to her, and she's just yeah. like, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Like he keeps uh, asking the question of like, you getting rid of that dope? She's like, I give it to a regular. You see the smoke when she <laughs> like you see her take it. She she goes behind the thing. You see smoke coming up. She says she eats it. Yeah. Does she look high? I I don't know what rich people high looks like. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she and he like tells her like, uh, you know, next time she does it, you like make sh- you watch her take it. You look down her yap and make sure it's yeah. all down there. Her her little joke is like, I'll find a good reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he goes like, you better actually give it. Be actually giving it to her. And she's like, why wouldn't I? Yeah, he says I'd rather try touching the moon than try and take on a horse. Thinking, <laughs> <laughs> but he pretty much tells her like, next time Eb goes in and sees her, she better be high. Yeah. So no, she's like, okay, I see. Yeah. Uh, so, and she she stares Eb down. Yeah. When she leaves. <laughs> you can tell she would just eat Eb alive. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, and he asked, uh, well, there's, there's all, we see one of the whores run crying into her yeah. room. Uh, EB makes a joke. He probably thinks it's hilarious. Or a uh, damsel in distress. Yeah. And uh, he asked how, will you want me back here for the get together? <laughs> how the fuck could we do without you, EB? <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Now, and this is the second really cool thing with Sophia of the episode. Yeah. We go to Alma's room and she's singing Row, Row, Your yes. Boat to her. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm a very stupid man. <laughs> the first few times watching, I was like, okay, she knows that song. I was like, oh, she's because Alma's feeling sick. Yeah, she's, she's doing what Alma can't do for her. Uh, <laughs> she's taking care of Alma and trying to calm her and satiate her. Because she, she's a little kid and knows like enough to be like, she doesn't feel good. This will maybe will help her. <laughs> but Alma has no idea. And that's <laughs> to do that for. That's very Sophia. interesting. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Yeah. No, 
That's very interesting because like every female character on the show at one point takes care of someone else. Mm-hmm. Jane obviously takes care of all sorts of people with the smallpox. Yeah. I mean, for, for just for these episodes, we see her take mm-hmm. care of Andy. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Sophia's even taking care of uh, Alma. We see yeah. Trixie taking care of Sophia. We see Joni taking care of all the other whores at the yeah. Bella Union. Alma's the only one that doesn't. Right. She's also... I think, you know, that that's probably because she has agency. And she has mm-hmm. um, her own, like, means. Uh-huh. She has money. She's kind of... While being a widow back then mm-hmm. was a very unadvantageous position to be in, she has money though. Yeah, and she has she is smart too. She, for the most part, mm-hmm. uh, I thought those. I, I just kind of put that together. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas uh, you no, know, that I, is that's really interesting. Yeah. I think I read in I don't remember if it was the AV Club or what's Alan watching that brought up that like. Oh, in this episode, we see all the women of the camp taking care of someone else. And, like, it's a little bit retrograde and it's politics. Mm-hmm. But then, right. like, wait, no, like, Alma, mm-hmm. even though she's indisposed, yeah. even when she gets better, she's not a caring maternal figure. No, she's not. Um, anyway, yeah. So Trixie shows up and she tells Alma, like, when Evie comes back in, you need to act high. <laughs> and it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking of... <laughs> There's a child in the room. <laughs> we'll get to yeah, that. Though. We will get to that. Uh, but yeah, so there, now there's another really good scene, and one that's gonna we're really gonna see the difference between Al and Cy. Yeah. Al uh, goes in and checks out the the, whore, the <laughs> sex worker. Yeah, there you go. I, I really like. You kind of have one to, of the gem, one of the gem women. Yes, one of the women uh, at the gem. He, he goes into the room. <laughs> I think the first thing he says, like, "You better have a midget under there." <laughs> uh, but he, he's just gonna see what she's crying about, and she's very upset because she was with the John that got uh, smallpox. She's very scared because her mother died. A, oh God. Yeah. Her mother died on their way out west of the smallpox, uh-huh. and she says that's when Daddy gave us up, which is just like, oh God. Yeah. Uh, you know that happened all the time, but it's just faced with the the reality of it. It's uh-huh. so bleak. But then then Al has just that like reassuring thing. It's like, well, if you've already been exposed to it, you're probably immune to it. Yeah. Yeah. He gets like r- tough with her, but then like. Everything underneath it is like st- stick to hand jobs. Yeah, for a days. <laughs> yeah. Stick to hand jobs for the next day. So. What does he say to her? Like uh, now, everyone else. Oh, she, he asked him. Like, did you? <laughs> he's like, did you suck his prick? Did you? Yeah. You didn't fuck him. I know that. Oh, he's got that great line. What is oh. it? What, what? He's like. Uh, <laughs> I have it written. T- <laughs> Where he's like, did you suck his prick? He didn't want to show it to me until it was hard. He was like. That's what you call a mistake of you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll swear on Jesus, yeah. baby. <laughs> uh, I also noticed they said, did you mug with him? <laughs> Which uh-huh. I'm like, 
He goes, French lock or normal? <laughs> French lock? What the fuck? I, 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 I do tr- like wonder about Milch doing his research from time to time. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, did they actually call it French kissing or was there any other words for it? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very sweet moment that Sai would just be like, you get your fucking ass back to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you about myself. I'll punch your eyes out (laughs) through your cunt if you don't start getting to work. Like, Jesus. But Al's just like... Al's just like, eh, yeah. Oh, but but he says, like, uh, so any other hooplehead out there that shared a glass with him Mm -hmm. has the same uh, reason to be scared as you do, only I don't get to kick their ass for not getting back to work. Yeah, so it's still... He's still like, I'm going to give you the old rap across the... But he's like, eh, stick to hand jobs a yeah. couple days. Because <laughs> Al is like, you know, rewatching this, it, I'm, I'm shocked because like the first time I watched it, it was like full seasons where I just hated Al. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, after the first episode or two, you yeah. can see like what a decent ish, ish guy. <laughs> it's hard because he's. What, you can see the like ability in him. You can see how people can be drawn to him. Yeah. You can't see how people can be drawn to Psy. No. Uh, he clearly just like bullied and overpowered everyone to grab power. Yeah. Whereas Al was smart mm-hmm. uh, and he actually could manipulate people yeah. through means beyond physical manipulation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but anyway, uh, we go back to the Grand Central. Trixie comes down to bring some sheets because Alma threw up on the sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he tells her to take him to woo. <laughs> he's telling her what to do, and the look on Trixie's face during this thing, where he's like, "You just tell him like woo sheets for Farnum, Farnum." What? She's looking at him like, "You fucking, I hate you so much." <laughs> and she's like, "Okay, all right, I'm gonna uh, do it." <laughs> She goes to take her. Oh, I am like suppressing my joy so hard because that's when uh, Trixie runs into Saul. Mm-hmm. Another yeah. affair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he asks about like Alma's like, hey, can we get uh, you know Alma is like, uh, oh hey, did you get that? She doing all right? We're gonna go over her claim. Mm-hmm. You know, Seth's gonna help her out. Blah 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 blah. Uh, it's clearly just like he's finding a reason to talk to her. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she's like, how's your business going? He's like, what does he say? Like, I think he says at, does it say at risk? At ri- no. That's what, or, I don't know, because I didn't watch the subtitles on. So. Brisk. 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 Okay. I thought That's he said at like, risk. I was like. It's like, how's dang. business? He's like, brisk. Brisk. <laughs> he just stands there like, I, I like her. Yeah. I like you. Mm, boy. I love Saul and Trixie. Yeah. Uh, so then we go back to Doc's. Doc comes in. And Jane is like sitting by the door. And he, he does a great like. He turns and sees her, and he's like surprised, but he's able to compose himself. Yeah, and then just go. God damn it! <laughs> no, I think it goes Jesus Christ. Uh, so. She's asking him, like, I came to ask how the little one's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and <laughs> that's when he's like, he's with Alma. She's 
uh, she's got a whore from the gym looking after her. <laughs> <laughs> or no, like at, at first there's like this great thing of him saying like you out on your tear, like mm-hmm. you back from, he's like, what business is that of yours? It's like, it was meant honestly. If you were a farmer, I'd ask you how the farming was going. Uh, and he's like, well, anyway, if you're satisfied with all this information, like I've got people to take care of. And she goes, yeah, smallpox. And he's kind of like, how did what, you know about what that? What does that mean to you? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that goes back to another thing. There's, or what's it worth to you or whatever? Yeah, and what's that to you? Yeah. And she's like, well, what's it to you? <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's, yeah, I remember uh, when Milch was talking about the language in the show about how you didn't want to be too specific or like uh getting in too much detail like oh where are you from pal and it's like what's mm-hmm. that to you you forget like how defensive people are yeah and how guarded uh but yeah in this scene there's a whole lot of like like he asks like you've been taking care of a guy with smallpox like how are you feeling right now and she's like yeah. what business is that of yours <laughs> he's like just do you feel okay <laughs> <laughs> Like his point, you've got a gift for taking care of people. You just took care of a guy with smallpox and you feel okay. So maybe you can help me. Uh, anyway, the ass her. <laughs> he says, you can do your drinking off work like yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that idea of, of yeah. Doc going back to his house and just getting wasted <laughs> until he falls asleep. <laughs> just like me. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's also that bit. It's in the scene where he brings up... Um, he brings or she's talking about you know bill's dead and he's like well this yeah. isn't gonna bring her bring him back yeah yeah he says she goes my best friend died and he yeah. goes and he's not coming back so you can yeah. just keep drinking or you can like help out like what yeah what are you gonna do yeah that's a really good she snaps out of it quicker than i remembered i, yeah. I kind of remembered there being like three or four episodes where she's just like, like plastered yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty much just one episode mm-hmm. and then she's back in taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're, EB comes back into Alma's room since Trixie's off taking the lens to woo <laughs> and Alma has to act high. <laughs> And folks, you watched it. You see what happened. <laughs> and we'll get to uh, uh, EB's assessment of the situation later. But uh, she acts high, and he's like, oh, well, good. Okay, bye now. What I loved, this is the third great little Sophia thing, is afterwards, she tur- like, as soon as EB leaves, she just like turns to Alma with like a smile of like, yeah. we did it. We yeah. did a little thing. And Alma's just like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And just falls back like yeah, Alma kind of acts like she's bitten by a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> she acts like Lucy and Dracula or <laughs> as Sadie Frost and uh whatever is the matter with dear Alma. <laughs> she has these most peculiar punctures on her yeah. neck. She seems wan. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like did you ever read Dracula the novel? Oh, a long yeah, a long time ago. I, I don't know if you had this, but like when you know the story of Dracula, that book is so frustrating because everyone's like, whatever is going on? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a god dang Dracula. 
<laughs> from goddamn Transylvania. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> uh, so we're at the Bell Union, and uh, Ellsworth's luck at the craps table is starting to to run out. So Joni's like. She she kind of starts to be like, oh, the, your luck can come back just as quick. But then she's like, you you don't have to keep going. Yeah, no, we don't have. To. Yeah, you can see Joni. <laughs> you can. You, these are kind of moments I really like about Joni, where you can see like, oh, well, she's not soulless and like calculating like uh, you know, size. And size absolutely that. And so um, and she and it, also it's Ellsworth. It's <laughs> yeah. How do you not like be like? Dude, no, you're you're gonna lose all your money. Don't do. I I, I do yeah. think him is a big. It being him is a big part of it. Absolutely, it's, it's not just any hoobblehead. Like this guy's really nice. He's, he's a he's, good dude. Yeah, thoroughly good dude, and he's mm-hmm. not. Uh, yeah, he's uh, anyway. I'm trying to improve on what was already said. What has already been fine. said. Always. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's like, that he's, just, he's the best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sai like steps in. He's like. Uh, Joni, maybe you should stop for a while. Like, <laughs> and he says, "Like you need to piss, <laughs> like really loud and gross." And it's like, okay, Sai, I'll cut you and leave. So, Sai steps in to like keep it going. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Joni goes upstairs, she sees uh, one of the women crying, and she's kind of like, "Hey, you know, head out." And uh, this girl's crying because Joey. Clearly, Joey was like a good guy. Yeah. And she's like, Joey was cherry, and he wouldn't let us do it with him until he had practice, which I'm like, Joey, my man. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to get the practice somewhere. It's, <laughs> it's not going to be good. No it's matter. A, yeah. If you're going to get it somewhere, you may as well get it. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's kind of funny that it's. Um, <laughs> so she's basically coming up. The same thing's happening to Ellsworth. <laughs> like he's not experienced with crabs and he's getting like poorly fucked <laughs> and so she's just seeing like you know a felt you know uh, a fellow person with a heart caring for somebody who is in a really bad situation yeah and, and again because of Psy <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ yeah but uh, she kind of just tells her to head back out and I think that maybe breaks Joni a little bit more. Yeah. Just like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're back in the woods and Charlie Utter's back. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it's been forever, but it's just mm-hmm. one episode without Charlie. Mm-hmm. But it's, I've, I've been jonesing for my Charlie. <laughs> He's amazing. He, uh, comes across the remains of the fight. He looks at the markings on the horse and he, he goes over and he finds, you know, Bullock. Uh, but before we get back to them, we go to the reference tent and Johnny shows up <laughs> to tell him about the meeting. He goes, what kind of meeting is this? And mm-hmm. Johnny's like, I don't know. He goes, he's having me get fruit. <laughs> yeah, he's like complaining to anyone. I know anybody. that much. <laughs> he's complaining to anyone who will listen because <laughs> he doesn't know what to do, but he's also looking for feedback in a way. Maybe. <laughs> Reverend's just like, all right, I'll be there. Uh, so we get back to the woods and <laughs> Seth is waking up. And I, I love that shot of like Seth's point of view, like looking up and just <laughs> seeing the angel that is Charlie Utter. <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of like, uh, 
I heard some, I think it was like Joaquin Phoenix or it was somebody was like driving and got in an accident or like knocked out or something. And they were being wake, woken up by this very pleasing voice. And it was actually Werner Herzog <laughs> who like came to his aid. It was like this like sweet angel, this angelic German boy or whatever, like European voice. Like he, he and is a, a very recognizable and yeah. uh, welcoming voice. And, and it's also that kind of thing I was, I was watching. I was like, man, if like I was going to pass out and I looked up and it was Charlie Utter, I would just be so calm. <laughs> Charlie. Charles, you have to take yourself out of this unconsciousness into this collective agreed upon unconscious that we call reality. Uh, well, yeah, he's saying as he's waking up, he's kind of talking to himself. Yeah, but you know, talking to Seth, and he says, uh, on "The horse, those markings on the horse." Mm-hmm. He goes, "The uh, three red hands." Where three men killed hand to hand. The red circle was one killed on horseback. Mm-hmm. And the lines on the legs were counting coup, which is like, you know, instead of just like shooting you with an arrow or, yeah. or you know, throwing a spear at you or whatever, he like, you know, fights you yeah. and kills you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, but Charlie dropped a, it was a bad ombre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wrote that down. <laughs> you ran across a bad ombre. A bad ombre. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. Charlie, yeah. you don't know the political associations with that phrase now. Uh, but yeah, as soon as Seth wakes up, he, he tells Charlie that Bill's dead. Mm-hmm. And this it's great performance mm-hmm. from Dayton yeah. Callie where he's he's just like you can see you can see his heart drop into his stomach, mm-hmm. even though you, 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 know, you yeah. don't see that happen, but he's like he's still set his jaw and you yeah. know he's not cracking up and he's like you you, you saw it like you actually mm-hmm. he's actually dead yeah he's like yeah he's he's dead and he's like well you know i heard rumors about it but i hoped it was just like the all the other times i heard that and it wasn't wasn't true but but it is yeah uh and seth lets him know that he's after the the bastard who did it um so Charlie's like, "Can you ride? Anything broken? Can we let's mm-hmm. go get that son of a bitch?" Uh, but Seth says, "Let's let's dig a grave for this guy." Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is where I've I've started to turn around on Seth. Yeah, because this is a thoroughly decent thing that he does. Yeah. Um, he wants to dig a grave for the Indian that he killed. That <laughs> didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> it was just funny to me. Where like, I know that feeling of yeah. like. Let me just move and then. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Charlie just wants to ride out real quick, mm-hmm. get the guy, and Seth's like, no, let's dig a grave for mm-hmm. this. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, the warrior. I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. Indian. Um, Charlie's like, now I really want to get going, but yeah. Seth's like, no, we're doing mm-hmm. it. And then Charlie. <laughs> Charlie is a little ugly here. But I mean, you know, he's he's also knowledgeable about like. You know, like when he's talking about him, he's, you know, showing like a knowledge of, you know, the culture. Yeah, the culture. But and so for him to kind of turn around and be like and have kind of disrespect for it, that was, that was a little kind of. Yeah, yeah. It, it but, is. But then again, he then again, you know, while he he just got confirmed that Wild Bill was killed. And, and so, he, like, obviously he's like, I don't, you know, this person tried to kill you. Let's just go, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um and Charlie kind of redeems himself. Yeah. At the end. Of, oh, absolutely. Uh, but he's like, 
uh, you know, well, if we're going to do this, like, mm-hmm. it's not going to help him at all. Like, his way to heaven is above ground facing west. And he's like, <laughs> Seth goes, let's do that then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do the thing, that. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, we got to... And I think, like, his anger, you know, uh, like, he's kind of ugly, but mm-hmm. it's that sort of, like, he's frustrated, but he's like, all right, well, if we're going to do that, we have to... Okay, we well, have we to have get... To on the, yeah. in his burial ground will face him west and above mm-hmm. god damn it you know that <laughs> like the sort of thing like he knows it's the right thing to do yeah but he's just so like frustrated from bill dying mm-hmm. and wanting to go release that anger yeah but anyway yeah and he tells him that uh apparently like i still didn't quite understand but from what i could tell the this indian was protecting the burial ground mm-hmm. of the the chief uh, who had his head cut off oh uh, because like his headless friend up there and like on the second time i watched it i, uh-huh. I saw the headless body mm. next to him okay. it's really hard to spot um but then i was like oh we got his head cut off. oh it's the chief yeah the, the the head that al has yeah um so that's the way it all kind of like it's very interesting the way that there's the whole Native American part of it that is intertwined with Deadwood mm-hmm. <laughs> and we see because like the one guy died and his friend is trying to protect his friend and that's when Seth kills him and, but we never you know get to interact with them too much yeah um, so the next scene's at the gem Johnny scooping the fruit <laughs> into the bowls yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is when EB tells Al that Trixie's done her work and then some <laughs> <laughs> The dope made the widow randy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm continually amazed at how Milch is able to pick the perfect word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way it sounds out of his mouth. Yeah. The meat, the like, the old fashionedness of the like, mm, it's got her, it's got her humors up. Yeah. <laughs> She's randy. <laughs> Lustful looks, heavy breathing, out threats, chest. <laughs> I only hope you comported yourself as a gentleman, E.B. <laughs> there was a child in the room. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, E.B. <laughs> it's like, I, I might have been tempted to, but it simply wouldn't be proper. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so the meeting is... Uh, Come coming together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, is, what is that when a meeting starts? <laughs> he starts the meeting. He tells everyone that, like, all right, plague's in camp. Uh, and Doc's just like, it's smallpox. Let's not call it plague until, you know, it's an actual plague. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Al makes kind of a joke. <laughs> and EB is the only one to laugh. And he laughs, like, very loudly and... Uh, I don't remember what the joke... I wrote down, like, just... Al makes a joke, and I was like, I'll remember what the joke was. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I'm not here. I can't help you. Uh, uh, so, at that point, Al suggests, like, we need somewhere to, like, keep the sick people out of sight. Like, let's not worry people with, like, a very central, like, collection of all these bodies where right. people are going to get freaked out. And this is where Cy reveals that he has land that he bought on... Uh, at the end of Chinaman's Alley. Yeah. 
<laughs> I wanted to let you say that, so I didn't have to. <laughs> and I wasn't going to say what yeah. Psy actually said. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? exactly. But like the name, you know, when I look at maps of Deadwood, it's mm-hmm. the Chinaman's Alley is the name of it. Yeah. I mean, that's the best we can hope for out yeah. of these guys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, uh, Saul offers like, oh, we got some leftover lumber from mm-hmm. when we were building, and I was like, let's do tents. Yeah, like just so it looks temporary. It doesn't look like it's you know. It looks like it's just going through. That's the thing about these plagues, is they're temporary. Yes, Uh, and so they're like, we'll just set up tents, and uh, they go uh, like, oh, well, we know they've got it in Fort Kearney, uh, which is Kansas. There's some. There might be some in Bismarck and Cheyenne. So they're gonna send out, you know, riders to each of those three. And so they, they add it all up and it's like, okay, if we t- pay each writer, you know, five, ten bucks, whatever. EB says, it was like 60 uh, bucks is 10 bucks up front, $50 when they return. Yeah. yeah. EB says 900 at the worst. <laughs> he says, assuming they all survive. <laughs> it's like, are you serious right now? <laughs> like, are, I mean, <laughs> are you surprised, Daniel? I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, <laughs> there's the great where they're all like pitching in they're like Al's like I got 500, 500. EB's like two are you fucking kidding me EB 150 <laughs> uh, there's a great little moment where Al just like pats Merrick on the shoulder and is like mm. hey you're alright hey, all, yeah. don't worry about it and then like later Merrick like without hesitation is like hey you know, in the pioneer we can like do a thing Yeah, like I can do that like he's very eager to be like I, I can help in my part, even though I don't have the money to chip yeah. in. Uh, I love that, but I can't wait to talk about that coming up. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, also another thing the Reverend said was um, uh, when they were asking like ideas for like um, what to say in the paper or how to like announce it, Reverend's like kind of don't use apocalyptic language. Yeah. <laughs> and do, also do not... Uh, treat the victims. Don't stigmatize. Yeah, don't stigmatize the victims. Which is so progressive. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Reverend, you're too perfect for this world. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then they ask, like, where are we going to put it? And that's when size like, mm-hmm. I got a piece of land at the end of mm, yeah. Chinaman's Alley. Mm-hmm. And Al's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, that's uh, some forward fucking thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's some for- <sighs> And the... I've got the quote just because it's like, I'm not going to say it. Uh, so they kind of like adjourn the meeting. And um, that's when Reverend has his second seizure. Yeah. Uh, the minute he has it, Al shouts it. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Which you go, what the fuck, Al? But. But he the, says it like, "Oh, I, my brother used to have these." And he also he has he like he's the one who like jumps into action where like Johnny's like, "Give him a metal spoon." He's like, "No, break every goddamn tooth in his mouth." Yeah, goddamn it, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, and he said like, uh, "My, my brother, brother, we used to make pennies off it when it come over him in the street." <laughs> <laughs> it's a very like uh, better call Saul moment. <laughs> yeah, there's a really great button line that Al has too. He's like, "You could have just said Amen." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one of the recaps I was reading was like, "Oh, then he makes fun of the reverend at the end." I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" No, he's like teasing him like later when he gives him the little wink. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's like that because Al's like a delightful person. Yeah. Um, we go back to the Belly Union. There's another really tense 
scene between Eddie and uh, Cy. Eddie's like practicing his dice throws, yeah. which is like really cool little moment of like he's off time like get this perfect. Yeah, there's a weird back and forth between them. He's like got some smooth hands there, <laughs> and Eddie's like, yeah, you give a pretty good hand job yourself, Cy. Yeah. And it's one of those jokes where it's like. We're not joking yeah. with each other. Like we're joking, but we're saying "fuck you" with a joke. Yeah, uh, it's. I couldn't quite track this conversation. Yeah. Uh, well, just the, but at least in the beginning, where they're like, you get smooth wrist there. Like oh, you're fucking, you fuck you. Yeah. But that's when Sai like I guess to move away from that maybe he's like. What about fucking Joni? You know, quitting her action is like, did you get a good read on this scene? I just, is it just like nobody's happy with Psy? Pretty much. Or like all the, his closest people that, you know, he, he's losing the kind of the, <laughs> the goodwill and faith of the people who are his partners, you know? Mm-hmm. We're back to the gem and Doc is kind of talking the Reverend about his seizures. Doc is like, <laughs> a lot of people are giving. Reverend some little jokes like hey I think I think Reverend says like perhaps I just need glasses or something like that it's like yeah. oh you're gonna hang up your shingle and go into competition with me <laughs> and Reverend's like no no because <laughs> <laughs> he's a sweetheart but uh, it's a it's such a beautiful scene the Reverend just like he's, he's just kind of talking about what happens it's only happened one other time I kind of yeah. smell burning before you know, uh, you mm-hmm. know whatever I'm can I can I help yeah, the, yeah. He's like, am he's, I, am I, am I? Uh, what is he? He asked if the the doc if he's like cleared the help or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Al comes in, prescribe this malingerer a can of peaches, and show him the fucking door. And then he, he gives a little. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just it's such a sweet like, like yeah. That's the big difference between like Sai and Al. Clearly, is that Al yeah. clearly has like affection for the Reverend, right? And if Psy, he clearly has affection for a lot of people, he just has a shitty way of, or he has a very fucked up way of showing it. Yeah. And if Cy were to try this, it would, if he tried to make a joke, it would come off wrong. It would just look like, oh, oh does like, the wink mean he's, you're going to kill me? <laughs> <laughs> Show the fucking door. <laughs> Get just peaches. To. So now in the Bella Union, this is actually a really good scene between Cy and Joni. Because mm-hmm. Joni's just kind of lying on the bed. And he he's telling her that, like, enough of this free ride. And she's like, are you fucking kidding me? Free ride? It's like, all you do is what, you just pose in dresses and, you know, steer the action. Like, that's not enough. Or he's, he's giving her this hard time. <laughs> You're here to create atmosphere. And it's kind of a funny only atmosphere you create is, oh, I'm sad. <laughs> and on your bad days, oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, but we quickly realize what's going on. Is it Sai actually has very deep feelings for Joni, mm-hmm. but he has no way how to, no, no idea how to show it. Right. Correctly. Like he tells her like, my feelings of fucking affection yeah. <laughs> like that. <laughs> and she just says, shut up, Sai. Yeah. But it's, it's his like genuine wanting to tell her that like, I have feelings for you. I don't want you to be sad. I want you to do a good job. Mm-hmm. 
And that's he kind of like strokes her cheek and says, "That's the way I always want to touch you, yep, just yeah, like yeah. that." Don't make me do it different. <sighs> he doesn't know. He, Ike Turner, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> like for real. Alan Sepinwall and his what's Alan watching? He had a good comment on this scene. Um, says it's interesting to see the contrasting styles uh, with which each boss threatens his prized horror. Uh, neither seems the least bit soft about it, but there's a way in which size slow build up to his don't make me do it different threat feels far more cruel than Al's blunt warning to Trixie. Yeah. Like, you know, when Al's like Trixie, he could say like, I'll cut your fucking head off and throw you in the ditch. And you'd mm-hmm. be like, Oh Al. Yeah. But then like size, like I always want to touch you this way. Don't make me do it a different way. And you're like, he's a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We flat out seen at what Al is capable of. Yes. So, that's a, so he's totally capable of cutting your fucking head off. And throwing it in the river, but but yeah. So even if, even though mm-hmm. I should say, Sai has genuine feelings mm-hmm. for Joni, he's still a sociopath, yeah, and, and um, evil person, yeah. Um, another thing I noticed, I don't, I don't know if you might have some insight on this. I, I see in like Joni's scenes, it might just be the set, but it seems to be there's always a lot of mirrors. Uh, huh. And it might be her dual nature of like her job is to create atmosphere and mm-hmm. like get people happy and moving, but she's clearly deeply depressed. Yeah. And I completely skipped over what she was saying about how like, you know, coming here, like I just thought it'd be different. It's like, what's so bad about coming here? Like you never liked the river. Like w- yeah. w- what's wrong? With, it's a fresh start. And she's mm-hmm. like, no. I think I'm sad because it's not a fresh start. Yeah. It's the same thing. Uh, which was a very important part that I just skipped right over. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of mirrors. So I don't feel like I've talked enough about the camera work and the stuff like that. But that's that's one thing I noticed. And I don't know if like maybe like no, she's a horse. She needs mirrors to get ready. <laughs> but I feel like there's a lot of that play um, in her scenes by herself mm-hmm. when she's revealing like her actual self. Uh, anyway, now we get to Merrick's printing press. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh boy, I'll let you take it from Merrick. <laughs> just the many, the many authors of history <laughs> of journalism. <laughs> just basically everybody is everybody who <laughs> basically has a hand at the meeting is telling Merrick or as Merrick's reading up, you know, mm-hmm. the, what's going to go on the paper and what he's about to set. Dr. Cochran's suggestion, past tent, endowed by the generous retailers of our fine community, is being erected for the afflicted on the south end and riders dispatched to secure vaccine. Maybe you should add there, they're already probably on their way back. The pioneer has been assured of their imminent return. That's catchier. Thanks also to the aforementioned merchants, the vaccine will be distributed gratis. Free gratis. Free gratis is a redundancy. Does that mean repeats itself? Then leave gratis out. What luck for me, Al, that you have such a keen editorial sense. Free. Distributed free. Period. It will take me some time to reset type yeah hurry up 
Yes. It's uh, the second EBC. He's like, oh, well, yeah, that. It, redundant, it repeats yeah. itself. Yeah. And Al's like, well, then just say free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I worked for a long time at an advertising agency mm-hmm. and dealt with, I was the, the director of digital content. So I did a lot of blogging and you know, social media posts. Man, you try and put a piece of creative writing past a business person, <laughs> it is bad news. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, Merrick's little, like, what luck for me, Al, that you have such a keen editorial sense. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Merrick, I, I feel you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and later, like, it's even, <laughs> it's more on, like, Milch must have worked in advertising or something. Or yeah. Maybe he just, like, is this is him commenting on like notes from the network yeah that's what that's what i took it as uh, maybe it's like my <coughs> my work experience i was just like yeah yep <laughs> it's so perfect of like trying to yeah you're fine yeah. uh, it's so perfect of like trying to like they're oh what do you think of this like oh well why don't we do something completely different it's yeah like, you're like that's <laughs> <sighs> okay <laughs> but uh yeah but now <laughs> Here's uh, my favorite dynamic of the show is Jane and EB. This <laughs> <laughs> is also one of my favorite Jane lines. Yes, it's <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Jane shows up. EB is hiding behind a post. Yeah. <laughs> and just goes, your room has been re-rented. It's <laughs> like, fuck you. You in the rooms you rent. <laughs> Yeah, she's just like, I'm just here to see the child. EB says, be brief. She says, be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> There's like three great lines. The room has been re-rented. <laughs> like said from like cowering behind a post. Yeah. <laughs> the be brief and be fucked. And then her gutter mouth and the widow in an opium stupor. Yeah. A conversation <laughs> for, for the, the ages. ages. <laughs> that is... <laughs> Some prime quality EB and Jane. Uh, so Jane is inside and she freezes because she hears a guy coming out of Bill's room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at first I thought it was kind of like cartoonish, like who is that coming out of there? But I think it. She hears Bill's door open, mm-hmm. and she like all of a sudden just probably like had a flash of like Bill. Yeah, and like just he heard movement from where she was accustomed to hearing. Yeah, movement from Bill. But there's a different guy coming out of there, and like he's got millinery. She calls him Mister Millinery Sample Suitcase Sample <laughs> Cocksucker. Cocksucker. <laughs> and this uh, is also a guy who um, he's just some salesman, but he specifically pays two extra dollars a day to stay in the room that Wild Bill stayed in. Yeah. It's it's a further like comment on like celebrity and like the mm-hmm. morbid nature of celebrity. Also another comment on E B. <laughs> <laughs> Without E B needing to be present, we see just what a sort of guy E B is. You charge people extra money to stay in Wild Bill's room. But yeah, so she goes to the door and Sophia answers and says, Hello, Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Jane is just, and she's also like dressed up in in Alma's, um, well, what is it called? I don't know. It's her nightgown, whatever. Yeah. There's an actual word that it is, but I'm an idiot. But Trixie's 
actually taken care of Sophia for the first time. Uh, Jane is just like, absolutely, like, look at you and listen to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So Jane comes in and, like, sees Alma's like, oh, you look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, a really lovely little moment. Yeah. Um, but they kind of, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, like, oh, Sophia's doing well. And this is Trixie. And Alma's like, I'm very sorry about Bill and, and all that. And they kind of talk about, you know, I'm going to be helping sick people. And uh, it's just a really sweet scene of just all these women supporting each other. Right. Yeah. They are all from like the most different backgrounds. Yeah. You know, Alma and Jane and Trixie and Sophia are like as different as you could be. Mm-hmm. And they're all coming together to, to support each other. Yeah. Even though, you know, Jane had a very, um, quick reaction when she heard about a whore taking care of yeah Sophia but I think when she sees how, how well, well she's taking care of her yeah she instantly is like you're okay yeah uh, I also wrote down like hey we passed the Bechdel test yeah. <laughs> yay <laughs> there, there's also a really funny uh, line but I may have read or may have heard it wrong because I didn't watch it with the subtitles on where uh, I think it's Trixie or whatever says you can come see her all the time she's like oh, I'm fucking drunk yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hey, I'm fucking drunk yeah which is like that's also just a really good line yeah besides like it's it's a little bit heartbreaking but yeah then we go back to Merrick's press (laughs) 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 so they're all watching him print it (laughs) he's he's printed them all yeah and Al's like what about a question mark (laughs) shouldn't there be a question mark plague Plague comes to town comes to Deadwood And Merrick is so stressed yeah. out. He's like, the type is set. This is the definitive edition. <laughs> because you're looking at the definitive edition. Al goes, let's run it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is like so perfect where it's like you send something to the client. Like, can we change everything? And it's like, oh, yeah, that is uh, just David Milch nailing it. <laughs> Uh, now we we go to uh, we go into the pest tent. <laughs> Johnny and Dane are bringing in a patient, and Johnny is like holding his breath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Doc says like you can breathe, just turn away. And Johnny's yeah. his cheeks are full. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, like we have so little Johnny's. I do. We get more. As we go, but there's never enough. He's so great. <laughs> um, then the Reverend is there, and he's helping. I think this is the John that they just brought in. Uh huh. Um, Reverend's help care for helping care for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doc is kind of like you. You sure you're okay? And Reverend says, "I'm right where I'm supposed to be." Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's kind of a cliche line, yeah. but it's so powerful because of the character they made and because of the performance by Ray McKinnon, uh, who we can't say enough good things about. Right. Yeah. And like, we've been talking a lot about the Reverend. We should have stopped to say like Ray McKinnon fucking knocks it out of the park. Man. Yeah. Um, Jane shows up. <laughs> I love, she gets the tent and just goes, Hey, somebody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. She shows up and she's, there to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we've got 
Reverend, Doc, and Jane, they're going to be the ones that are taking care of everyone that comes out with smallpox. We go back into the woods. This is when Seth and Charlie bring the Indian's body up to his burial ground. Mm-hmm. And we see Charlie kind of redeems himself because... Yeah, because Seth kind of... Or they kind of leave the, with his leg off, and Charlie walks back up and puts him proper and mm-hmm. sets him so he's not... They just they just toss him up, actually, like, lay him properly. Yeah, and, and they share a look. Like, Seth's kind of like, thank you. And yeah. Charlie's like... You were right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a thoroughly decent thing. And that's that's what... In in the book, The Black Hills... Uh, stories from The Black Hills, Milch wrote, he was kind of rough on Seth when he talks about his instinct for justice. Mm-hmm. He says, like, his instinct for justice just comes because he's, like, basically an animal walking upright. And he just wants to, like, bash in the skulls of, like, you know, anyone that crosses him. Mm-hmm. And I scenes like this you know maybe he he only meant it in a certain way that i didn't pick up on but yeah. this shows seth as a thoroughly decent person yeah that is interested in the right and wrong of things yeah uh so as much as we've been as we've been railing on seth he he shows himself to be thoroughly decent yeah <laughs> now we go back to the gym <laughs> i was reading the fucking paper over <laughs> He talks about how, like, uh, uh, been assured of their imminent return. Yeah. He's like, that was my contribution. To <laughs> that the was my idea. I put that in there. Because <laughs> that was my contribution. Yeah. My idea for that phrase, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, and, and he kind of reads about, like, oh, the pest tent will be set up at the end of Chinaman's Alley. And he goes, how about that fucking so- Tolliver, man? Like, thinking, needs, and uh, Dan says, like, well, he can deal with all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, still, man, to, to be looking that far ahead, like that shows real foresight, and, yeah, like yeah. a vision for the future. Uh, <laughs> he says, Merrick wanted to put here gratis. <laughs> now, is the idea to inform your reader and make him feel like a fucking dunce, huh? <laughs> I had him put free. <laughs> <laughs> I, also, I also just love how, like, <laughs> he's so proud of his, con- like, his ghost con- contribution to it. That he's reading it over and over again. Even though he was there when it was read, he knows what it fucking says. <laughs> he's excited to yeah. see it in print. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is something I helped create. Yeah. I understand that. I do, uh, I do but do. it's hilarious yeah. to see Al do it. Yeah. Like, be like, hey, hey, I'm yeah. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a creative type. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then, this is when Dan says, I don't see why the fuck he doesn't have news of the baseball. That new league... Started a team in Chicago. Let me crack my knuckles and I'm going to lay some history on you guys. So, uh, as you may know, my other podcast on the Mockingbird Network is Throwing Junk, all about baseball. Uh, So check it out if you like the following. Uh, (laughs) You can read off all of our contacts. Uh, So, this show is set in 1876. Uh, The new league uh, that Dan is talking about is the National League, which is the National League that exists today. Uh, this new team in Chicago is the Chicago White Stockings, which today are known as the Chicago Cubs. So, like, that's how fucking far back these baseball teams go. Mm-hmm. And Deadwood, you know, when they're fucking don't have telephones or, like, yeah. the, 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 you know, I don't have um, the... Telegraph hasn't even made it out there yet. 
that's how far back these teams go. And Dan would have liked to know about these Cubs because yep. this like uh, on this team there was a uh, uh, William Spalding of you know like Spalding Sporting Goods. It was that guy. Uh, he was a pitcher for them, and he also like wrote the first baseball rule book, like the well the first widely distributed one. Mm-hmm. There were rules written down before that, but uh, this one was like sold in like stores. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Cap Anson was on that team, and he was like, so they were the Chicago White Stockings, and then they were the Chicago Colts, and then they were the Chicago Orphans. <laughs> when, <laughs> when, dude, man, baseball te- team names used to be so much better. Yeah. There's like the Brooklyn Bridegrooms, <laughs> and like, uh, uh, these are all the, gangs like, in the Warriors like, as well, <laughs> <laughs> and like the babe, the babies, <laughs> like yeah, it was it was great, it was hilarious, uh, but yeah, because Cap Anson was like the star and he left, so they went by the orphans, and eventually they, they became the Cubs. Mm. But anyway, they uh, won the first National League pennant that year, so Dan would have loved to see that. Uh, Anyway, yes, <laughs> that was my baseball trivia moment. <laughs> I'm going to like drop in the throwing jump theme yeah. and be like, throwing junk corner. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to my unauthorized cinema in a Deadwood podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. Uh, but yeah, so he says that and uh, Al kind of marvels at like, you know, I wonder you know, what different courses we might have taken mm-hmm. if this or that worked out differently. Yeah. Uh, he says, but... As a base of operations, you cannot beat a fucking saloon. Yeah. <laughs> that is a good episode. Yeah, it's a good episode. It's got baseball in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got journalism in it. Yes. Man, it's packed full of stuff. Yeah. So that was Plague. Any final thoughts for us? Next week will be. <laughs> I don't know if that was no. If you were looking for. Oh, um, uh, as for base of operations, you cannot beat a fucking saloon. That's. Well, That's true. That's a good. <laughs> I'd like to own a, own a bar. That'd be pretty. Just cool. dropping the cheers theme at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you want to go, where uh, everyone calls you a cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's it for this week. Next week is episode seven, which uh, I had looked up the name to, and mm-hmm. I have completely forgotten. I think the bulk returns to camp, oh, okay. which is like the worst titled episode <laughs> of a TV show ever. Just like, bulk returns to camp. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. You can tell he just like didn't give a shit. It's <laughs> like, I don't know. Bulk's going to come back. Mm, what do you want from me? Uh what, I don't write enough beautiful words. <laughs> I blew my load with reconnoitering the rim. <laughs> That's what you call a mistake of youth. <laughs> God All right, it. folks, we're going to go out on that. Uh, check us out uh, on MockingbirdNetwork.com. You can check out our Twitter account, at DeadwoodPod. Uh, check out all the other great uh uh, podcast of the Mockingbird Network. Uh, but until then, we'll see you guys next week.
Mockingbird Network. Uh, anyway, that was that's just a really um, interesting scene. <laughs> yeah, good one, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they pay you the big pop bucks. <laughs> All right.